0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Healing School tonight. I, you probably already have this, or you're already made aware of it. But I have uh, daily confessions by Charles Cap. That's uh, back on this back table here, uh, back of the sanctuary. And uh, I'll tell you what. I've been uh, confessing these on an average uh, three times a day, and uh, my sheet is longer than this one. I copied the complete (laughs) confessions that he has. Mine's about five or six pages, (laughs) but this one has all the really good ones in it. And so this is on that back table if you need it. And I really recommend that you allow your spirit to hear your voice speak uh, concerning who you are and what you have in Christ Jesus. So if you don't have this, there's a copy back there. In fact, just take as many copies as you want uh, we can always make more of them. I just feel like it's just something that can supplement, you know, what we're already feeding our spirits with. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the Word of God tonight. Uh, I'm excited about what the Lord's doing here at BFC. Amen. So let's, uh, let's solicit the Lord. Let's uh, activate our hearts uh, just right now, and uh, let's get ready for the Word. Father, here we are again. Thank you so much that we live in a nation that's free that we have the freedom to worship publicly and to confess our faith before others. And so here we are tonight because we're hungry. Here we are tonight because we want to be full of the Word of God. And so we thank you, Lord, that as we hear the Word tonight, that we, we purpose in our heart to hear what you're saying to our spirit, that we'll, we'll step out and, and choose to believe that which you say to us tonight. And therefore, it'll get down deep into our heart. It'll begin having an impact on our life and begin ordering our steps. We thank you for that. Therefore, we are the blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. And so uh, tonight we're, we're talking about uh, resisting sickness. It's, it's... Our Christian walk is... is is very interesting in that there's times where we feel like, boy, you know, I really got a hold of this thing, this Christianity thing. You know, I got a hold of this walk with the Lord, and, you know, I I pretty much feel like I got all I need, you know, and I'm just going to kind of coast here for a little bit. But, you know, I'm finding out that uh, the more I know, the more I realize I don't know. (laughs) Oh, me, come on. There's times where... um, There's times where the Lord will show some things to me and I go, well, that was just so obvious. How come I never saw that before? And there it was in front of my face all this time. And I just wasn't able to somehow, you know, incorporate that into uh, the knowledge that I already had. And so I'm finding out that there's so much more for us and uh, I'm excited. You know, I uh, the, the neat thing about it is I'm starting to the Lord's helping me connect some of the dots in the word of God that this scripture is connected to this scripture over here, yeah. and then this scripture is connected over here, and it just paints just this full picture of who we are and, and what God has for us. And so it's true on this subject tonight. Some of these things that uh, I'm going to share tonight from scripture, uh, even though I've known those scriptures for a long time, I didn't realize how pertin- pertinent they were to our everyday walk. And so let's just get into it tonight. And uh, I'm just excited about how the Lord is helping us. Amen. Amen. So you guys are fully versed. You realize that when the devil gained access to mankind on the earth, that he brought with him uh, a fallen kingdom, the, the kingdom of darkness, as the scripture denotes there in Ephesians. And with that, he brought laws in. He brought in the laws of his kingdom. Now, understand that the devil is not creative in nature. He didn't create laws. The laws that he brought with with him were perverted laws of God. And so, if you take, if you understand that God's kingdom is all about life, it's all about life. What was the one thing that Jesus say, said that we could have? He says, you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you'll have everlasting life. All this Satan is doing on the earth are laws that are void of the life of God. They're just the opposite of God. So when you take the life out of salvation, you have spiritual death. When you take the life out of health and strength, and longevity, what do you have? Sickness. When you take the life out of having a full overflowing supply from God on this earth, and an earth that just produces everything for us without even having to care for it, you have poverty. Yeah. And so Satan brought the laws of sin and death into the world. Look over here in, in Romans 5.12. And again, I, I know that you know these things. But we have people maybe watching tonight that, that doesn't know as much as you do. So we go over these things. And plus, I'm a teacher. And uh, he made me be a teacher. And uh, so you, in order to teach, you got to go line upon line. And we do welcome those that are watching tonight. We're glad that you're here. I uh, hope you got your Bibles out and you're ready for the Lord to speak to you. Amen. Look here in Romans 5.12. it says It says that by one man. We know that that man's Adam. Remember, he had the keys of, of the earth. He was, he was really the, 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 the steward of the earth. And when he sinned against God, he allowed sin to enter into the world. You see that? By one man, sin entered into the world. Now, when you see this word sin, don't just think of behavior. In fact, most times in Scripture... Sin isn't talking about behavior. It's talking about a fallen nature from God. A sin nature, right? Those who are held captive in our trespasses and sins. That's who we were before Christ. We had no life in our spirit. And so when you see that sin entered, understand it's not just a sin nature, but it's all the fruit and the results of a sin nature right? It's it's God's kingdom void of his life, is what he allowed in. And he says that because this sin nature entered into the world, it brought death with that sin. And therefore, death, an existence that was void of life, God's life, passed upon every man. You know, religion will say, that you fell from God and needed Jesus because of your behavior, and and that's not true. What happened is, is that we fell from God when we came into that knowledge of right and wrong, and we chose wrong. And then that sin nature came inside of our being, into our spirit, and then from then on. We started making more and more decisions from that sin-fallen nature. Amen? God didn't come through his Son to the earth to fix our behavior. As some would have you believe. No, he came to save and to redeem and to bring life to our fallen sin nature. Amen? God always works from the inside out. And so sin and its fruit, that sin-fallen nature, which produces fruit, passed upon all men. That's when we became, became subject to sickness and disease. And that, that sin nature allowed death to begin impacting every person on the earth. And that's really why Jesus came to the earth. He came to do something about that fallen sin nature. Go to Romans eight, you're in the fifth chapter of Romans going up to the eighth chapter. Romans eight2. And I think you you realize that both kingdoms, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of Jesus, and the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of the devil, they, they both operate on spiritual laws. Just like this natural world operates by physical law. Gravity works regardless of what individual is being impacted. It's not a respecter of persons because it's a physical law. It's, it's, equal all the way across the board. Well, so is it with the laws of God, and so is it with those perverted laws of the devil. And here in Romans 8, 2, notice what it calls the law of spirit and life. You see, there are laws in God's kingdom, the laws of spirit and life, and they're found solely in Christ Jesus. Notice it's the laws of life. See, death passed upon all men. We needed life. So the laws that God brought in were his laws from heaven, which is life, and he brought life from heaven to earth to reverse the laws of sin and death. So it says that the laws of the spirit of life, so it's spiritual life. Do you see that? Spiritual life will always overcome physical death. Jesus proved that in his resurrection. Amen. So the law of the spirit of life, which was found in Christ Jesus, he brought that life from heaven. It says that He has made us what? Free. Amen. Did you ever wonder where, where what, what the Lord was saying? He says that, that if you know the truth, the truth will make you free. Well, what's he talking about, if I know the truth? Well, when you begin to understand kingdom principles and you begin to apply the laws of God's spiritual kingdom that's within you, then you become free from all the laws of sin and death that are all around you. Amen? Amen. So you learn how to operate in God's kingdom. And you begin applying spiritual law. And those laws will overcome those laws of sin and death that are all around you. Those laws that are trying to to take the life from you so it can impart death. You can resist those things and begin allowing that life to push out the death that's trying to get in. I got two people with me tonight. Good. Before it's over with, we'll get a majority. Amen? Amen. <laughs> so the, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has what it has made me free from the laws of sin and death. Right. Understand that these laws of sin and death are the source of all sickness and disease. You might have thought, you know, that that sickness was a a physical condition, you know, I, I, caught, I caught a cold, I, I caught some germs. Well, those germs, those germs that cause the, the cold in your physical body have its roots in the laws of sin and death. Those are germs that are void of God's life. And so it imparts a, a form of death in your body. It's a very low form. But that's where it came from. It came from the laws of sin and death. Jesus was given was given to release us from that kingdom. God gave us Jesus to release us from Satan's kingdom of which we were all a part of before Jesus. You can read that in Ephesians chapter 2 beginning in verses 1 down through 4 or 5. And three, Jesus came to the earth to destroy the laws of sin and death. He came to destroy the effects or the works of the devil's kingdom that you and I are exposed to. Go on over to 1 John, and we'll get to where we're going, but you know we've got to start somewhere. 1 John, this is the first epistle, the first letter of John, chapter 3. Looking at verse 8, 1 John 3.8, it says that he that committeth sin, or behavior that violates the laws of life, is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. And then it says, for this purpose. You see that there? You wanna know why Jesus came to the earth as a man? It says, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. Manifested where? Here on the earth. What's your mission statement, Jesus? What did you come to accomplish? He came to destroy what? The works. The works. The works. Could we say the fruit? Could we say the results of sin? And so Jesus came to the earth to destroy spiritual death. Jesus came to the earth to loose us from the effects Of that sin nature. He came to destroy the laws of sin and death that produce sickness and disease in our body. How many of you believe that Jesus accomplished that? Because it does say, right, he was manifested that he would destroy the works of the devil. Now, unfortunately, we don't understand what this word destroy means. In the English language, The word destroy is like, you know, dropping a bomb. And when the bomb lands on its target, what's it do? It destroys whatever it hits, right? That's how we see that word destroy. But in the Greek, where we get this English word destroy, that was translated from a Greek word to mean to be released from or delivered from, or to be loosed from. It's almost like if I'm sitting in a jail, and I'm locked in this jail, every time I think of a jail, I think of, you know, Barney Fife and, you know, Mayberry, you know, and I I see... I see, what was it, Otis? Otis was in the jail, right? And he's behind the bars, and, the, and boy, we date ourselves when we start make, using examples. How many you know that none of the examples I use here at this church work in India? When I get over to India, or Peru, or wherever the Lord sends me, I get over there and go, how am I going to talk to these people? <laughs> All my examples are out the window. But you know, when you're locked into a jail and someone comes... With the key, what did Jesus say when he was leaving hell? I got the keys Amen. of death, hell, and the grave. Well, what did he do to, with those keys? Well, we were behind bars. We were held bondage. We were held captive. We were a, pr- a prisoner of the enemy. He came and unlocked the door and opened it. Well, in essence, he just loosed me. Huh? He just freed me. how do You know, I can still sit in the jail. I'm going to have to have enough sense to walk out of bondage. Amen. And unfortunately, many Christians, they get, they get thrown in the jail of sickness and disease, and Jesus has already freed them from it, but they don't know how to walk through the door. And so they're looking at this scripture going, Well, I thought he delivered me. I thought he destroyed the works of the devil. Well, he did. But you gotta know how to cooperate with the laws to walk out of the jail. Amen. Nothing comes automatically in this kingdom. Hallelujah. All right. Now go on over to Romans 6. Anybody having fun yet tonight? Glory to God. Like I said this morning, if you can't have fun at church, you can't have fun anywhere. Look here in Romans six fourteen. It says that sin... Now, just by reflex, every time we read that word sin, we think of bad behavior ungodly behavior, and it does mean that, but it doesn't just mean that. It it means that sin is that fallen sin nature, and sin is all the effects or fruit of the laws of sin and death. In part, one of them is sickness and disease. So it would be just as scriptural for to say that sin behavior Shall not have dominion over you, as to say that sickness and disease shall not have dominion over you. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. you know that we've been we've been brainwashed by the world. Yeah. Amen. Amen. To we've been taught that you 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 know this sickness is just something you have to deal with, <laughs> yeah. right? It's just like you know this one commercial on TV. I can't stand it. You know the spokesperson for their product is a is a booger. It's this green. It's it's a booger. Can I say that in church? It's a boogie. It's it's something you know you take. You know it's this green slimy thing, and he talks. Am I the only one to see? Am I the only one to see that? Have you seen that commercial? And I just want to go into the other room and vomit when I see that, because here's a spokesperson, is a, a boogie. I just like saying boogie in church, I don't know. It means, you know, boogie, you know, I don't know. <laughs> and they make it sound like, you know, you guys just have to put up with that. So you better stock up with this product, right? Or, you know, someone tells you, oh, it's flu season. Did you Did you get your shot yet? It's, it's flu. There's nothing you you can't you can't keep from having the flu. It's flu season. It's flu season. And you just you just well bend over and get the shot because you know it's flu season. And so we're inundated by all these things <laughs> that sickness is just something that well it's just one of those things in life you know <laughs> wish it wasn't that, that it wasn't that way but and so we so when sickness does come when symptoms do come we we just start petting them yep, yep. oh they're right it is flu season oh and you run off to Walgreens to buy, you know, $40 worth of things that uh, defend you against those green, slimy things. <laughs> and Well, what would you do? What would you do is, and you're, you're at the store, and, and you're, you see something over there on the shelf. This just happened to me the other day. I hadn't stolen something in 50-some years. And, and you look over in the shelf, and you see something you want. And, and you, you, on the inside, you have this thought that says, grab that and put it in your pocket. Grab that and put that in your pocket. What would you do? If you had that thought, what would you do? You would resist it, right? You wouldn't start going, that's really a good idea. (laughs) Right? Well, sin doesn't have dominion over you. What does that mean? It means that you don't have to yield to it. It doesn't have authority over you. It can't force you to do anything. Sin shall not have what? Dominion over you. Authority over you. Well, if you can resist a temptation to steal something from the store, how come we're not doing that with sickness? How come, you know, when we get symptoms, we go, oh, I don't know how that happened. I was being really good this week, not talking to anybody, and you know, taking my vitamin C, and here I got these symptoms. How come we didn't do the same thing with that symptom as we did with that thought to steal something? Because you don't see advertisements on TV saying, you need to steal today. It's steal season. It's steal season. Don't miss out, it's steal season. You see how the world brainwashes us? It's the same thing. And so we really begin to pet symptoms. And then we like to tell people about our symptoms. Oh, if you only knew what I've been going through. Oh, you want to talk about tough? I've had it tough. Oh. And what, what, you're looking for sympathy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're looking for someone to stroke you. Oh, baby, I'm, I'm so sorry. Oh, is it really? Is it that? Oh, yeah, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> now you got two or three of you shall agree as touching anything they shall ask. It says it shall be done. And then it's part of our culture that when we greet somebody, we always say, how you doing? How you feeling? You know, catch anything lately? You don't look so good, what's the matter? Yes. A little flush today. What's, what's going on? Right? As if sickness is just something we have to put up with. Amen. Yeah. Any more than i got to put up with me going around stealing sticker bars. Man, do I, I love Snicker bars. You know, we really need to start having, you know, we, we have to reprogram our mind. I said we we need to reprogram our mind. My Bible says that sickness shall not have dominion over you. Amen. Amen. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. And I've noticed in my life. I don't know about all y'all, but uh, if you let symptoms get take root in your body. It's a lot harder. I said it's a lot harder to uproot them things. And you, you, you've got to come against it. I woke up this morning and uh, the joint of my pointing finger on my left hand was sore. First thought I had, you got Arthritis. And I've been working on training myself not to to allow the you know to think about those kind of things in that way and 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 understand that the first thing I need to do is resist it. Amen. Amen. Come on. The Bible says to speak to your mountain. Don't talk about your mountain. Amen. We empower mountains when we talk about them. I never, well, I can't say never. That's not the right word. For the most part, I endeavor not to tell my wife how I feel. How do you feel? Couldn't be better. Glory to God. Good day. Because you got to say about yourself what God says about you. Don't say what the devil says about you. And, and if you'll notice, it was just a week ago, I told you about me having symptoms in my joints, and I resisted them, and they left. Well, the devil thought, oh, that's right, I put that on you back then. Well, see if you, you learned anything. And there it was this morning, pain in this little finger. And pretty much, I just, like I normally do, I just, thought, uh-uh, honey, you ain't putting that on me. I got free from you 2,000 years ago when Jesus hung on the tree. Amen. And I don't have arthritis. I don't have rheumatism. I don't have any kind of a, a joint disease. Amen. Amen. That's right. Come on. And what does the Bible say happens when we resist the devil? What does he do? He flees. Well, just the opposite is do. If we pet him, it's like a stray cat. You ever, does it, if you guys have ever had a stray cat come to your house, what happens when you start feeding that rascal? He's now you just now you just got you just got a new cat, and that's how you need to treat the devil. You 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 got to treat him just exactly the way Jesus did. Did you ever see Jesus cuddle up to the devil? Every chance he got, he cast him out. Yeah, every chance he got, he resisted him. And every symptom, like a storm, like an unproductive tree, yeah. <laughs> every time he saw it, he spoke to it. Amen. Amen. And it straightened up. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes. Amen. 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 You know, I'm not sure that we realize that, that sickness is an enemy. And it's a tool of the enemy to diminish our life. Hallelujah. It also says over here in Romans 6, 9, that death has no dominion over us. What's death? It's the opposite of life. And death can come in different, different levels. Like we said, a low level death, what might be a cold. It's still is still a form or a measure of death. Trying to diminish our life. And the Bible says that he's released us from the dominion of both sin and death. (coughs) How did he do it? Through his resurrection. He conquered it. Do you know that in order to be a Christian that you gotta believe in the resurrection? Why do I have to believe in that? Because that's the only way you can get eternal life. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe that God has raised him from the dead, you're believing in the resurrection. You believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. You believe in the resurrection. It says you shall be saved. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is what freed us, delivered us. That's what destroyed the works of the devil. And you have resurrection living in you. Didn't get one amen. I didn't didn't even get one amen there. We have resurrection. The author of resurrection lives in you and me. For the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also, shall also, just like it did for Jesus, shall also quicken, make alive, make alive, make alive your do- death-doomed body. We, have, we, we don't have to say, oh God, heal me we got resurrection power right in us. Amen. Amen. Just draw it up. Just draw it up. Just draw it up. Just draw it up. Draw it up. Yes. Yeah. We're not looking for anything out here. He put everything inside us yes. by the person of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. I got all the wisdom I need inside because yeah. God the Holy Spirit's inside me. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I have all the healing power I need inside of me. Because God, the Holy Spirit, lives inside of me. I just got to walk in the, in the light of the spirit of life. Amen. Amen? Amen? Now, so sickness, because of what Jesus did for us, sickness no longer has dominion over us. When you and I look at sickness, we have to consider in our heart, that is a defeated foe. It's a defeated foe. We don't look at it like, boy, I hope I can get over. There is no hope involved in this. There's no wait and let's see in this. There's no cross your fingers in this. Sickness is a defeated foe. We need to get that settled in our heart. Amen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because sickness has no dominion over you. Amen. It has no dominion over you. Amen. That's right. And then you, you have these people that... They're always looking for a way to contradict the Word of God. And it says right there that, that sin and, and uh, death will not have dominion over you. So they say, well, if, if it weren't for sickness, how are we going to die then and go to heaven? <laughs> who says you've got to die with sickness? Who says you've got to die with sickness? Who wrote that in the Bible? did you see how the patriarchs went home? They bring all the family in, lay hands on everybody, impart, you know, with this with the spirit of faith, impart mantles and destinies upon their their legacy, their offspring, and then it says they give up the ghost. What's that mean? Their spirit just leave their body. No sickness, no disease. Moses was 120 years old, and he didn't need glasses. The Bible says that his eyes never dimmed. Caleb, what was he, 80 years old? And he took that mountain that God gave him. He took the promised land himself, 80-year-old man. I'm telling you, we can live until we're satisfied, Amen. and we don't have to go out being sick. That's right. That's right. Amen. I refuse to go out of this earth the way my dad did. Come on. I refuse to. Amen. I told the Lord, I said, I'm, taking eight, I'm going to take 90 years. And if I'm not happy, if I'm not satisfied, if I feel like there's something else I need to do for you, I'll stick around. Yeah. Come on, man. But I'm going to stay at least 90. Amen. I'm going to stay at least 90 years. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And, you know, like I tell these people that I talk to, is that when it's time, I'll know it. That's right. And if it's okay in my heart, is okay with who I'm serving. I'll just say, okay, let's go. Amen. Amen. Say this sin, sin. Death, death, sickness, sickness. Does, not does not have dominion over me. Over me. For Jesus, over Jesus has set me free. Now, let's go on over to James 4.7. I told my wife I was going to go really quick tonight. That ship sailed. (laughs) James 4.7. Let's talk a little bit about resisting the devil. James 4.7. Now, understand that the, the, the key or the, uh, the reason that we can resist with God's help is that, number one, you have to submit yourself, therefore, to God. Amen. Amen. If I'm going to resist with the authority and power that the Lord has given me through Jesus Christ, I've got to be submitted to him. An officer who is in the army has authority over the soldiers under them, as long as he's in right standing with the authority above him. Right? Does that make sense? If the sergeant isn't submitted to the general, then the general's not going to back him up with his authority that's working through the sergeant with the soldiers underneath the sergeant. Yeah. And so is it in the kingdom of God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. D- does that make any sense? Yeah. The more I am submitted to the Lord, the more authority I have. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. Whoever you're yielded to, Whoever you're submitted to, you put yourself under their authority. So if I live for the devil all week, (laughs) then I can't expect to have authority from God on the weekend. Is that plain enough? If I'm submitted to the enemy and yielding to him during the week, right, then I come under his authority and his power. So how can I cast him out now if I'm submitted to him? That's real plain. Is that okay? Amen. That's real plain. People all the time make excuses for living in the world. And you just can't serve two masters. You just can't serve two masters. You may think you can, but before, before you know it, it's going to catch you. And you're gonna and it's gonna bite you. Amen. 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 So, number one, you've got to submit yourself to God. Amen. Then you're in a position to do what? Resist the devil. Amen. Right? And what's he gonna do? He's gonna flee. Brother Hagin used to teach us that this word flee means to. To run from you as in terror. Amen. Wow. Amen. You know, Smith Wigglesworth talked about this one lady. You know, that uh, this is back in the day when they had trolleys that were pulled uh, by horses. And Smith Wigglesworth, uh, he went out to the trolley station, wait for it, for hit, take a take the trolley across across town. And here comes this woman, and and you know his. Her little, her little dog followed her to the trolley station, you know, where they're waiting for the trolley. And while they're waiting there, you know, the dog's just kind of cuddling up to her, and she goes, yeah, you gotta go now. Go, go, go. Oh, I see the trolley. You gotta go, it's coming. Go, sweetie, go, sweetie. And then the trolley just pulled up and stopped, you know, and people started loading on. And that dog's just sitting there, you know, wagging his tail. You know? And she looked down at the dog that. said, and that dog just sh- shot off and went home. And Smith turned to her and says, yeah, and that's how you got to treat the devil. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We can't cuddle up with some of these things that, that are cross-grained to the life of God. Amen. We don't tolerate sin. Why, why do we tolerate sickness? Amen. Yeah. Amen. I, heard, I heard Dad say it this way. He says, you got to learn how to talk to the devil. He caught somebody in his church one time, you know, she was praying and she didn't mean to do this, but it just slipped, you know, she, and she says, and yeah, I resist the devil, bless his holy name. And, you know, she just misspoke, but you know, sometimes that's what we do. We reverence the devil. You know, when we're praying and, and, and we're talking to God, you don't keep talking in the same tone when you start talking to the devil. You see, when this woman spoke to that dog in that tone, she knew she had authority over that dog. Yes. And she knew that dog was disobeying. And that dog knew that he was disobeying when she got in that dog's face. And we need to just talk to the devil that way. Amen. I remember back in the day, my wife and I, we were down at Rama, and uh, This is his first year of school, because we were still in that first house. And uh, all of a sudden, she got these symptoms in her body. I can't remember what they were now. But she was just, you know, we kind of prayed about it. And, you know, it just, just didn't seem like anything was working. And I remember we were in the kitchen talking. I said, honey, you need to get mad. And she's Italian. She knows how to do that. You know, I, I didn't say this, but I should. I said, you need to go all New York over this guy. <laughs> just let some of that New York rise up in you. Talk to the devil. And we, we talked about it for a little bit, you know, and, and how he was stealing, killing, and destroying. Yeah. Interrupting our life with an inconvenience a sickness. Yeah. Right? And so she just got mad. I said, she just got mad. And she started screaming at him. Man, I was glad I wasn't him that night. (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) And she just, she just went off on him. She went all New York, all over him. And I think it was within five minutes, every symptom left. Amen. Amen. See, don't don't say something just to see what's going to happen. Well, Pastor said, if I say this, let me sure I get it right now. I'll say this. I hope I get it right. You know, no, no, no. Don't echo what someone else says. Speak what's in your heart and just go all New York all over them. Amen? Know that, that your health and your healing has been purchased through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and that God gave his best to free us and that we shouldn't be tolerating any, any of it for a second. Thank you, Lord. Amen? Amen. Resist the devil, and he's gonna do what? He's gonna flee. Go on over to Matthew six. I, I take that back, sixteen. Matthew sixteen, eighteen. You guys know this one. Matthew 16, 18. This is what Jesus was speaking to Peter after he made the confession of his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says that, that his confession of Jesus is how the Lord is going to build his church. Isn't that how we're born into God's kingdom? Is the confession of Jesus as Lord. Yes. Yes. Amen? Amen? And he says that the gates, that's the authority of hell, shall not prevail against it or against you. Well, it may try to prevail, but he's going to find out whether you mean business or not. Do you hear me? He needs to know if he comes around your place, he's going to get a black eye. He needs to know that when he comes over around your place that he's going to have to run from you in terror. Right? Because the creator of the universe lives in you and you've been authorized by heaven. And when you say get in Jesus' name, it's as if Jesus himself is speaking. And that same whooping he got in hell, he's going to be reminded of it when you use that name. You don't play patty cake with the devil, and you don't play patty cake with symptoms. Well, I've had this for a long time, and my mommy had it, and her mommy had it, and her mommy before had it. Well, guess what? Walk out of that jail cell. I said, walk out of that jail cell. The door's open. And use the name and resist, and it will flee. You may have to fight a little bit longer, you know, because you've cuddled it for so long. You tolerated it for so long. But it'll go. Verse 19. He says, here he says, I will give, because he hasn't given them yet in this verse. He hasn't, he hasn't ascended on high, and he hasn't sat down on the right hand of the Father. So we can look at it in the past tense, because he has sat down. I've given you, what? The keys. Again, the word keys, many times in Scripture, means authority. I'm giving you the authority of heaven. How much authority do you think heaven's got? Huh? All authority. Amen. Don't ever look at yourself as being weak. Don't ever look at yourself, well, I just, I just don't have enough. Forget about you. Forget about me. Come on. Come on. Amen. It's not about us anyway, it's about who lives in us. And what he's empowered us to do in his name and with his word and by his spirit. Amen. We just got to get off our blessed assurance and just yeah. put it into action. Yeah. Amen. 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 Don't, don't ever give in to feeling sorry for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's just unbelief. All that is is unbelief. Right. Yeah. Amen. And whatever you shall bind. That means disallow. That's a form of resisting. That's a release of authority. When you bind something, you're saying, uh-uh, you, des- you stop and you desist now Amen. in Jesus' name. And you're going to have to start learning how to shout when you use your authority. I've never seen a drill sergeant yet say, okay, boys, stand at attention. Ten Amen. And they go, sir, yes, sir. Amen. Amen. And that's how you got to talk sometimes. Now, you're not, you, when you're using your authority, you're not talking to God. I mean, you don't talk to God that way. But when you're using his authority, you talk that way. Amen. To the devil, to the circumstances, to the mountain, to the storm, to the unfruitful tree. To the bread you're breaking and saying, multiply. And so you have that authority. We need to use it over sickness and disease. Now, um, well, did Jesus do that? Well, you're in Matthew, right? You're in the 16th chapter. Go to the 8th chapter of Matthew. Did Jesus use authority like that? Matthew 8, here we see Jesus in verse 1, he comes down from the mountain, and he sees a great multitude, and here comes a a leper and worships him, saying, Lord, if thou will, you can make me clean. You know, that's how many Christians are. They believe that God can, but is he willing And that's why they pray those unbelieving prayers. You know, well, if it's your will, you know, heal me. Amen. Aren't you glad you're from there? You're no longer held captive by that silliness and lack of knowledge. Now look at this, verse 3. Maybe you'll see it in a new light tonight. It says, And Jesus put forth his hand, touched him, saying, Be thou clean. That's a release of authority. When you see this word be, this English word be, B-E, it's a word that God uses all the time. Maybe Maybe you and I will start noticing it. But he'll use that word when he's releasing his creative power. Let there be light. I I actually believe that he didn't say it that way. I think he said, light, be. That word be is be created. So here to the leper, he said, cleanliness, be. And he was you see that? It's a release of, it's a release of authority. It's, it's telling the sickness to leave and the life of healing to be created. See that? Isn't that awesome? And then here comes the, the centurion in verse 5. And uh, he tells the Lord that his servant is at home, and he's sick of the palsy, so he's, he can't walk. And he's also in pain. And Jesus says, well, I'll come and heal him. And the centurion says, you know, that, you know, I'm not comfortable with that. But all you have to do is speak the word. What's he saying? He's saying, give the command. Just use your authority, Jesus. You don't have to be there. Just command him to be healed, and he will. Amen. And he begins to describe, that's what I do. I'm, I'm a, I have men under me, and I just tell them to do things, and they do it, because I have authority over them. Amen. And so now you and I have been given authority over sickness, because sin shall not have dominion over us. Sickness shall not have dominion over us. He's given us authority over it. And so we can speak to it. And the first couple of times you do this, it seems your mind's going, what are you doing? Just tell your mind to shut up. It doesn't know as much as, your mind doesn't know as much as it thinks it does. And just follow Jesus. Just imitate Jesus. Right? Because we're walking in his authority. We're walking in the victory he's, he's given us. And, and just speak. Just speak to sickness. Yeah. Speak to your body. Yeah. Tell your body how it's going to feel. I said, tell your body how it feels. Yeah. And you might be in the worst pain you've ever been in. You say, body be painless. Pain leave. And just start speaking to it. Amen? Amen. Amen. You guys know the the Keatons, Larry and Angela. They're actually, uh, the Lord has set them in the body of Christ to be apostles. And uh, the Lord's using them to train people to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. They also demonstrate the gifts of the Spirit. And they, on a regular basis in their ministry, they, they see miracles all the time. They were here uh, one time, and we, we had two men's legs grow out right in front of everybody. I still got one of the videos in my phone. This grew out when the Keatons were here. And uh, they said something while they were preaching. And uh, They said, uh, the Lord's been talking to us and we've changed how we minister to people. Right then, man, my ears go, I want to hear this. I'd like to see more things happen in that area. And so they said, we used to just pray and just ask the Lord to heal them. And they said the Holy Ghost started telling us no, that, that's not how I want you to do it. I, I want you to speak to those conditions in their, in their body and command them to go. And then release, release your authority for healing to manifest in their body. And, and they started doing that. Instead of praying, they started using their authority. And so they'll ask people, you know, what's going on with them? And then they'll just start speaking to that part of your body or to those symptoms or to that condition. And then they'll, they'll talk to you afterwards and say, how's things going? You know where you're at with this, you know? And, and, and if it looks like, you know, that, that, that it's not all the way there, they'll just stay with you. Keep speaking to it. Using their authority. Cooperating with the Holy Spirit. And we've seen just wonderful things happen in our services when they're here. So I start, you know, I'm not, I don't have a lightning-fast mind. I'm not, the, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. Thank goodness I'm in the shed, but, you know, I've the, got the sharpest blade. But, you know, I, I'm smart enough to know, what. Well, well, that's Bible. We just saw a couple places that Jesus did that. And so I've been speaking to the symptoms like that, amen. amen. And then just the other day, I listened, to, I listened to preaching quite a bit, you know, when I'm at home, and I, I probably listened to Andrew Womack the most. I've been listening to him for over 40 years. First time I ever heard him was on the radio. He had like a 15-minute radio broadcast. I used to listen to him when I was Moss Rocket. Had like this one, these little, you know, cassette players that had an FM, AM radio on it. And I had these headsets, and I'd be out there working, and I'd, I'd listen to Andrew every day. And I just heard him the other night. and He said something, and just right again, my ears went, whoop. He was, uh, at this time, he was a traveling minister, and he was in this guy's church, and the, the pastor said, hey, I got, this, I got this lady in the church, and man, she's in unbelievable pain. Unbelievable pain. And so he, the pastor says, why don't you come over and pray for her? He says, all right, let's go. So he gets to this lady's house, and he sees that she's got all these blankets on her, and he finds out that all these blankets has a bunch of magnets that are sewed into the, in the, into the blankets. And somehow it made some kind of a force field around her and kind of relieved the pain a little bit. And uh, he started talking to her. And, uh, you know, just like Jesus did, you ever notice that when Jesus came to people, he, he started asking them questions? See, everybody gets the idea that when Jesus was on the earth, he knew everything. Well, no, he came as a man. He emptied himself and became as a man. And so a lot of times, he, he didn't know certain things. And so in order to locate people, you got to talk to them. Right. See, we're so anxious to put our hands on people that maybe, you know, maybe we do it a little bit too fast. The Bible says don't lay your hands on, you know, people prematurely or too quickly. So he began talking to her, and he, he saw that she was way out, just, just not in a place to receive her healing by what she believed and so he he just started showing her scriptures and start teaching her and finally after i don't know it was probably a little less than an hour he got her to a place where he thought that she would receive her healing so he laid his hands on her and he spoke to the pain and he said you know he commanded that pain in the name of jesus to leave her body and and leave now And uh, when he was done, he, he, he says, well, how you doing? She says, all the pain's gone. And, and so, okay. So she, she, she got up to go to the door and to go out. And uh, she got to the door and she reached for the door and all of a sudden stopped. And she turned and looked at Andrew and said, I got a burning in my body. He says, I didn't pray for burning to leave you. I prayed for the pain to leave you. Why didn't you tell me you had burning? So he says, come on over here. she come back, and he laid his hands on her, and he commanded the burning to leave her. He spoke to it, just like Jesus spoke to the storm. And... Uh, he got done and he says, How you doing? She says, Gone. Great. so she went a second time to leave. Apparently she had somehow come to him and he didn't go to her. And she's she goes to the door to leave. And all of a sudden she turns back and says, It's back. The burning's back. He says, well, I've I've been teaching you now almost an hour. you pretty much got a handle on this. You pray. You speak to that. You command it to go. And so, I I may not get this completely right, but this is pretty much how she prayed. Oh, Father, I want to thank you that, that you sent Jesus to take my sickness. I thank you that you not only took my sin, but you took my sicknesses And so I thank you that by your stripes, I am healed. Amen. 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 And uh, now Andrew said something I never heard anyone ever say before. He He said it this way. After the lady, he asked her, how you doing? She says, that burn is still there. He says you can't get healed just by believing in his stripes. Yeah. You got to speak to it. Yeah. And I never heard that before. Yeah. I never heard it said like that. Yeah. Yeah. There are instances where. You just can't believe that you're healed by the stripes of Jesus. You've got to use your authority. Amen. And it's not going to go until you tell it to go. And so he instructed her, he says, you need to speak to that burning. You've got to deny it the right to be in your body. You've got to command it to go in Jesus' name. No, oh, she did. He says, how you doing? She says, all gone. Amen. Thank God. You see, there are times where you've got to speak to some things. Amen. And I've been doing, I didn't know that I was doing this, but, but for, I, I very rarely pray about healing for myself. I just speak to any symptoms. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I just use my authority. Amen. And the Lord's been gracious. I've been, I, I've been you know, literally sickness-free for a long time. A couple of decades anyway. And I didn't realize that that's what we need to be doing for the most part. Now the Lord leads you to to pray and believe God and, and stand in faith, just talking to him about his healing power working in your body, then you, you gotta follow your heart. Yeah. But I see right now that unless he tells me otherwise, I'm just gonna speak to the symptoms. And that when I minister healing you know, in ministry to other people, I'm gonna speak to the symptoms. Amen. I'm gonna speak to the disease, I'm gonna command it to go. Amen. Now if he leads me another way, I, you, know, you gotta follow him. There's no concrete way to do things. You understand? Yeah. And you know that we're not following ministers, we're following the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Amen? So stand up. I'm going, to get that, uh, I'm going to get that teaching back and make sure I didn't miss something when I heard him preach that. Listen to it a couple of times. But it kind of echoed what the Keatons were telling me. It's not the first time I've heard it. Amen. Amen. Say this, I'm in Christ. Christ. The Lord's victory is my victory. victory. Sin, Sin. sickness, sickness, death, has no dominion over me. Jesus defeated it through his resurrection. Therefore, when sickness tries to come on me, when pain or symptoms tries to defeat me, I have authority over it through the Lord Jesus Christ. And when I speak to it when I speak. and when I resist it, when, I, resist it. when I, deny its right I deny it's right to be in my body, in, my body. in, Jesus, name, in Jesus' name, it goes. Oh. Thank, you, Lord. Thank, you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. I'm free from sickness. Amen. I'm free from green, slimy things. <laughs> Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, you guys, I love you a lot. Thank you for coming out tonight. You guys are tremendous and awesome. God bless you.